It's July the 19th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. I want to say thank you for your prayers, your words of encouragement, your notes. Uh, it means a great deal to me, to us here doing this all together. So I got a note from some friends who first heard me preach about 30 years ago, first year that I was down at Word of Life, Florida, in Hudson, Florida. Well, my friend writes, my brother-in-law shared with us about your daily Bible reading ministry. He sent me the link so that we could hear you and see you like we did so many years ago at Word of Life. By the way, I still have the topics you taught us in Florida. You've always been such a blessing to our entire family. Thank you for your ministry. And uh, I say to my friend, thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the memories of the Bible teaching 30-some years ago. And, and one of the reasons I, I read that is to encourage you to do what this person's brother-in-law did. It's a great thing to share with other people this Bible reading program. Let's read the Bible. The more, the better. So you've got family members, you've got friends, you've got loved ones, you've got neighbors who would join us if only they knew. So I encourage you to share through Facebook, to share on YouTube, to share uh, on other social media. Let your friends know about this Bible reading project. Now, today, just two chapters, Ezra 4 and 5. Ezra 1, the decree of Cyrus allowing the Jews to come back from Babylon to Judah. A magnificent miracle. Ezra chapter 2, that long list of names of by families of the 50,000 Jews who returned from Babylon to Jerusalem. And then the wonderful story in Ezra chapter 3, in the midst of the total devastation of uh, the wasteland of what had been the great city of Jerusalem, by faith, the returning Jews, led by Zerubbabel, they erected an altar. They began to offer burnt offerings and sacrifices, as the law of Moses had said. And, and despite the opposition and hatred of the Gentiles around them, they determined to serve the Lord. And upon a day, after a couple of years, they laid the foundation to rebuild the temple of God. And a great deal of rejoicing, along with tears, remembering how great Solomon's temple had been, but joy that though it was small, it was a beginning in the service of the Lord. And I told you yesterday, after that great beginning, you know Satan's going to counterattack. Here it comes. Ezra chapter 4. When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the returned exiles were building a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel, they approached Zerubbabel and the family heads and said to them, Let us build with you, for we also worship your God and have been sacrificing to him since the time King Esarhaddon of Assyria brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the other heads of Israel's family answered them, You have no part with us in building a house for our God, since we alone will build it for the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people who were already in the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build. They also bribed officials to act against them, to frustrate their plans throughout the reign of King Cyrus of Persia and until the reign of King Darius of Persia. At the beginning of the reign of Ahasuerus, 
the people who were already in the land wrote an accusation against the residents of Judah and Jerusalem during the time of King Artaxerxes of Persia, Bishlam, Mithradath, Tabil, and the rest of his colleagues wrote to King Artaxerxes. The letter was written in Aramaic and translated. Rehum, the chief deputy of Shimshai the scribe, wrote the letter to King Artaxerxes concerning Jerusalem as follows. From Rehum, the chief deputy, Shimshai the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues, the judges and magistrates from Tripolis, Persia, Erech, Babylon, Susa, that is, the people of Elam, and the rest of the peoples whom the great and illustrious Ashurbanipal deported and settled in the cities of Samaria and the region west of the Euphrates River. This is the text of the letter they sent to him, to King Artaxerxes from your servants, the men from the region west of the Euphrates River. Let it be known to the king that the Jews who came to, from you have returned to us at Jerusalem. They are rebuilding that rebellious and evil city, finishing its walls and repairing its foundations. Let it now be known to the king that if the city is rebuilt and its walls are finished, they will not pay tribute, duty, or land tax, and the royal revenue will suffer. Since we have taken an oath of loyalty to the king, and it is not right for us to witness his dishonor, we have sent to inform the king that a search should be made in your predecessor's record books. In those record books, you will discover and verify that the city is a rebellious city, harmful to kings and provinces. There have been revolts in it since ancient times. That is why this city was destroyed. We advise the king that if the city is rebuilt and its walls are finished, you will not have any possession west of the Euphrates. This was a bunch of gaslighting and propaganda by the opponents of the Jews who came back from Babylon, but it worked. The king sent a reply to his chief deputy, Rehum, Shimshai the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues living in Samaria and elsewhere in the region west of the Euphrates River. Greetings. The letter you sent to us has been translated and read in my presence. I issued a decree and a search was conducted. It was discovered that this city has had uprising against kings since ancient times, and there have been rebellions and revolts in it. Powerful kings have also ruled over Jerusalem and exercised authority over the whole region west of the Euphrates River, and tribute, duty, and land tax were paid to them. Therefore, issue an order for these men to stop so that this city will not be rebuilt until a further decree has been pronounced by me. See that you not neglect this matter. Otherwise, the, the damage will increase and the royal interests will suffer. As soon as the text of King Artaxerxes' letter was read to Rehum, Shimshai the scribe, and their colleagues, they immediately went to the Jews in Jerusalem and forcibly stopped them. Now, the construction of God's house in Jerusalem had stopped and remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. That's about 20 years. So what we're being told is that Zerubbabel led the people back to Jerusalem. They found it in utter desolation and complete Gentile domination in a veritable wasteland. But by God's grace, they erected a, 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 an altar and offered burnt offerings and laid the foundation. But then opposition from the heathens around them, uh, including some of these were people after the 10 northern tribes were taken away in 722 B.C. Uh, these are some people from Assyria that had been, once the Jews had been taken away, had moved back, who had moved into that region north of Jerusalem, and so it had become a very mixed multitude up there. And that's some of the people now 
who are who hate the Jews. They don't want to see the temple rebuilt. So the, the king hears the word and he goes, well, we, you know, they didn't make a spiritual argument. They basically said, these Jews are always troublesome and they're rebellious. And if we don't stop them from rebuilding the temple, you're going to lose tax money. Ding, ding, ding. Well, that woke the king up. Can't lose, can't lose your tax money. So he orders that no more rebuilding take place. Now, it's about 516 BC, 516. So about 20 years have passed, roughly. In other words, the foundation was laid, but the temple was never finished. 20 years have passed, roughly. Ezra 5, but when the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, those are the guys, those are the, those prophets, we're going to get to them months down the road, but we're going to get, we're, this is who we're talking about here. The Haggai of the book of Haggai, that's the guy. Zechariah of the book of Zechariah, that's who's talked about here. But when the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, son of Iddo, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, son of Jozadak, began to rebuild God's house in Jerusalem. The prophets of God were with them, helping them. At that time, Tatanai, the governor of the region west of the Euphrates River, Sheth, Sheth, uh, Shethar Bozani and their colleagues came to the Jews and said, Who gave you the order to rebuild this temple and finish this structure? They also asked him, What are the names of the workers who are constructing this building? But God was watching over the Jewish elders. These men wouldn't stop them until a report was sent to Darius so that they could receive written instructions about this matter. This is the text of the letter that Tatnai, the governor of the region west of the Euphrates River, Shethar Bozani, and their colleagues, the officials in the region, sent to King Darius. They sent him a report written as follows. To King Darius, all greetings. Let it be known to the king that we went to the house of the great God in the province of Judah. It is being cut, it is being built with cut stones and its beams are being set on the walls. This work is being done diligently and succeeding through the people's efforts. So we questioned the elders and asked, who gave you the order to rebuild this temple and finish this structure? We also asked them for their names so that we could write down the names of their leaders for your information. This is the reply they gave us. We are the servants of the God of the heavens and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago which a great king of Israel built and finished. But since our ancestors angered the God of the heavens, he handed them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this temple and deported the people to Babylon. However, in the first year of King Cyrus of Babylon, he issued a decree to rebuild the house of God. He also took from the temple in Babylon the gold and silver articles of God's house that Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem and carried them to the temple in Babylon. He released them from the temple in Babylon to a man named Sheshbazar, the governor by the appointment of King Cyrus. Cyrus told him, take these articles, put them in the temple in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its original site. Then this same Sheshbazar came and laid the foundation of God's house in Jerusalem. It has been under construction from that time until now, but it has not been completed. So if it pleases the king, let us search the royal archives in Babylon be constructed to see if it is true that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to, re to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. Let the king's decision regarding this matter be sent to us. That's where we're going to stop the reading for today. Two things come to mind. Number one, God's word always 
has opposition always. Ever since Cain killed Abel, from the beginning of the Bible, the people of God have been misunderstood and they have been attacked and they have been hated. And in this case, the Jews who have come back from Babylon with not much, with not much, they begin to rebuild. And these Gentile, these pagans, these unbelievers hate them. They know what's going to happen. They don't want to see that temple be rebuilt. They don't want to see the nation reestablished. So they're writing all these letters back and forth and uh, uh, uttering threats and saying, you know, it's going to take the money away and all of that. Well, it, it does work some of the time, but this leads me to the second thing. There will always be opposition. But number two, no one can stop God's work forever. No one. No one can. No one ever has. No one ever will. In the plan of God, there will be opposition. There'll be hatred. And sometimes the work of God is going to stop. Sometimes it's going to appear to lie fallow. As for 20 years, laid the foundation. 20 years, there it lay. There it was. And the people of God were just too intimidated by the opposition. God said, now the time's come. Got the right man, Darius the king down there in Persia. We got the right man on the throne. He stirs up Haggai, Zechariah, says, come on now, boys. Let's get up. You, 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 how can you live in your paneled houses while the temple of God is still in ruins? We will always face opposition. But God's work in the end will not be stopped. It will not be stopped. Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will fight against it. The devil will fight against it. The demons will fight against it. The people who hate God will fight against it. There'll, there'll be opposition on every hand. But in the end, God's will will be done and God's work will be accomplished. So go out and have a great day. We are on the winning side, not because there's anything special about us, because there isn't. What's special is the Lord. <laughs> He is, he is God. His word is true. We can trust him. We have the privilege of serving him today. Um, be not weary in well-doing, inasmuch as you know that your service for the Lord is not in vain. It's not in vain. Do not be weary in doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not faint. In due season, in due season, God's people will come back. In due season, the foundation will be laid. In due season, though there's a delay of 20 years, God's temple is going to be built. Rejoice. God is going to get done in your life and in your family. Everything he purposes to do, do not grow weary. Due season, we shall reap if we do not faint. With that certainty, go out to serve the Lord. Come on back tomorrow, and we're going to see. We've been talking about Zerubbabel. We're about to meet a man named Ezra. That's going to happen tomorrow. See you then.